Hey, here we go with the Blind Ambition Podcast with my buddy Rick Chen here. Hello, hello, hello. So Rick, we have an interesting story today, huh? Right. So I don't know if you've caught this or you've maybe you've caught the memes and not the actual news story itself, but, um, you know, big news in terms of like the supply chain and the economy for the past few weeks, there's been a lot of concern about UPS going on strike. All of those drivers, what are they going to do in terms of, you know, getting things shipped, right? Are everything in my room that I'm looking at right now was probably brought to the store on a truck. And so everyone was so nervous. Uh, but fortunately, uh, UPS and the labor union there, the Teamsters, uh, figured out a settlement, a new contract. And what was really crazy is the CEO on an earnings call announced the details of that contract, of that agreement. And by the end of that contract term, these UPS drivers will earn uh, about $170,000 in pay and benefits, which is um, a, a great amount, a great outcome. Wait, wait, wait. So let's, let's, so the guys, and they're pretty much guys, I guess they're women too, but I just see mostly. mostly men, right? So the guys who are driving around in these trucks are going to be making $170,000. Yeah, that's not the base, right? I mean, this is like what? Pension, benefits, you know, everything rolled in together. So it's not as big as it should be. What, what is it? Yeah, so I, what's really interesting is, you know, a, a part-time driver, which is what most UPS drivers mm -hmm. would, would start off as, um, you know, if you were to see this headline and say, like, I'm going to apply to work at UPS right now, uh, you'd probably be not a driver, but actually part-time, or you'd probably be in a sorting facility. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those hours tend to be anywhere from, like, $20 to $30 an hour. Uh, there's certainly a lot of overtime if you're working full time in those roles, uh, but it's also at the end of this contractor, right? So these agreement, it has different ladders for each year, you know, kind of guaranteed raises. Uh, and at the end of the term, which I believe is in three or four years, the pay will be up to mm -hmm. 170K, including the benefits like health and all of that right. stuff. So basically what I'm hearing you don't have to go to college anymore. The game is changing. And and you go drive a truck, drive a you know, UPS truck. But you know what? The real thing that I'm seeing from it, Rick, if you're you're probably seeing this too, it really is devolving into this class warfare. You know, it seems that you know, on social media, the white collar laptop class, as some people call them kind of derisively, is that they're freaking out. Like, how is it possible that a blue collar worker is going to make more than me who went to college, major in anthropology of medieval studies of art? How dare they make more than me? And they're freaking out, right? Right. I, I mean, I don't know if you've been on blind lately, but we have a lot of these software engineers that are scratching their heads thinking, yeah. gosh, you know, if you look at just base salary, because, you know, obviously these UPS drivers, they're not getting these, 
you know, generous equity right. packages or anything like that, or, or, or large cash bonuses, you know, it's mostly cash. Um, if you look at the annual salary of a software engineer, 170000 is a lot more than many of these software engineers earn. It's, so Just, what is like, what's the, I don't mean to, like, what is a, for the audience, like, like a junior person starting as a software engineer, went to a good college, been coding their whole life. Like, what would that starting salary be? Yeah, if you're just looking at yeah. salary and not, you know, the total compensation right. with including like equity, uh, it'll be anywhere from a hundred thousand dollars to about one hundred sixty, one hundred sixty-five. Mm. Uh, more on the senior side, uh, and more at the like larger right. tech companies and that's high cost of living areas. Uh, but you know, if you think about a hundred thousand dollars, let's say that you're um, an engineer in southeast um just having that base like let's say you're 100k in charlotte north carolina nice. uh, you're, you're doing quite well for yourself right i mean this it's I, i've seen can i tell you like uh writing writing for forbes my my own content and reading you know other you know peers who are doing it's it feels like it's just like white collar recession happening where in the past, when you had difficult economic times, it'd be the blue collar frontline workers who bear the brunt. It seems now it's the white collar folks who are well-paid, whether in tech, in media, Wall Street, whatever, they're having a hard time. So the script has flipped now. And I wonder if that's why people are freaking out too, because whenever you see this change, you get worried like, oh no, what, what does this mean? Am I, am I screwed now? Like, did, is this over? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the COVID-19 pandemic really threw things yeah. a wrench into the economy, right? Where um, if you look at the industries, the companies that are actively seeking to hire right now, it's these kind of like frontline, it, it's services, right? Yes. It's, it's travel, Dude, it's so tourism. 100%, yes. Right, dining. I mean, those are the folks that are yeah. just desperate in need. And you know, I, I know some folks that that works work as wait staff in San Francisco mm -hmm. that pull six figures when you include their tips, and that's all cash, right? Yeah, they're not getting the equity. They're not. They're not declaring that cash. They're not declaring those tips to the government to either. It's going right <laughs> hey. in their pocket. And, and so, like that, that I think that surprises some people, yeah. right? Where you can be a waiter in San Francisco and make more than $100,000 easily. Even with everything going on in San Francisco now, with all like the craziness, it's still like enough people going out to eat that you could pull down a hundred grand plus. Yes. I, I mean, not, not in San, downtown San Francisco okay. perhaps, but um, you know, there are quite a lot of active areas around town where people are just going out to their dining with a vengeance. They're kind of making up for lost time. You know, they, they want to like uh, kind of return to normalcy, right? And they're willing to go out and have that fun. You know, I wonder too, is that in the, uh, you know, monthly jobs reports, uh, the vast majority are, are, you know, frontline workers, restaurant workers, people working at bars, but not only having one job, they have two or three jobs. Now, some argue like, oh, you're doing this because you have to, 
you know, make ends meet, but others are like, wait, if I can make, like you said, if I can make a hundred grand, you know, being a waiter or waitress, plus if I could, you know, balance another gig going on, why not? And so, and, and I also what I'm seeing with white collar workers, the part-timers and the contractors and the gig workers are eating their lunch. So companies are starting to say, do we need to hire someone on a permanent level paying like 200,000 a year plus benefits, plus everything else, when we can maybe get somebody part-time for considerably less? So this is where I think also why people are getting really freaked out because it's a confluence of events where it's like, wait a minute, we thought because we have this college degree from a fancy university, we're set and golden. And now you feel like the rug is slowly being pulled out from under you. Right. I, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll go one step further yeah. and maybe kind of shock you a little bit, Jack, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we're seeing in the tech industry a lot, we're t- two big trends. One is a lot of these large companies, they're hiring overseas now, right? Yeah, like yeah. if you're a Google, if you're a Lyft, if you're an Uber, uh, you're a worldwide operation already. You already have the infrastructure, uh, HR, pay, everything yeah. worldwide. Why not hire in Latin and South America where the time zone difference isn't too big? But I can also get a very skilled engineer that speaks excellent English uh, for one third the cost, right? We're talking 60, 70K all in versus 200 plus TC. Uh, and that could be a big difference. Uh, we're seeing in Eastern Europe, that's now being more popular in terms of like uh, Poland, uh, especially being uh, an overseas development center for these folks. It, it's not just kind of India and the Philippines anymore, but really um, worldwide in terms of technical skills, but also these like operation service corporate roles. And it seems this keeps going fast and furious. Like, I think we've had, I can't remember if we have all of it, like we have remote.com, uh, deal, other um, talent. What was that? Uh, Wellfound. Gusto as you, well. Yeah, where their their whole mission is like, hey, we're exactly what you're doing. is like, we're going to do all the back office stuff so you can send your people to all these different places around the world and save a whole lot of money on that arbitrage between having to pay people in the U.S. or play, paying somebody in Estonia, you know, or wherever. No, I think that's exactly right. And so, I mean, if I were to summarize a little bit, it's, yeah, I, I think all along people, maybe people in the know had known that uh, companies like UPS and, you know, even the trades, um, you can earn quite a fantastic living, right? I, I mean, I just had a plumber come out to my home and I, I spent nearly $500 and he was in my house for a little under an hour, right? So you think about yeah. that guy just earned more, like more than $500 an hour on, on an hourly basis, um, helping me out with a, yeah. a clogged sink. And so there's a lot of these amazing opportunities that don't necessarily have to be in technology or these like white collar professions that we think of as traditionally paying very well, right? Tech, finance, management, consulting, accounting, that kind of like. Uh, But our our economy is so diverse and so complex that um, you can be quite successful at any level, at any education level, um, in any discipline as well. You know, in in a way, I'm kind of glad this is happening because let's say my neighborhood, kind of 
upper middle class area in New Jersey, I would say all almost 90, I'll say like 98% of the parents would push their kids to go to college, whether they're college material or not, you know, whether they feel they could go there and do well and flourish. It's just a status thing. So they feel, we talked about this last week about, you know, status jobs, status schools, but it's, if you're that person in this neighborhood and you speak, you know, to your, your cohorts and they ask, oh, how's little Johnny or Janie doing? And then sheepishly, like, um, you know, Johnny's going to be an electrician or a plumber. And they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that, it's that feel, which is wrong. And I'm glad to, in a way to see it changing because there's no reason why white collar people should like look down on blue collar workers. I mean, you know, for most part, they're doing just as important, sometimes much more important work to do. And if more people go into the trades, think about it. They're needed. They're, 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 there's such a deficit of people who go in that direction that you get a job right away where somebody who graduates spent 200,000, they're in debt. You know, they can't get a house. They can't start a family. The people who are electricians, plumbers, carpenters, union workers, what have you, they're, they're, their lives are going on strong. Yeah, they're, they're like Johnny that you're making fun of is laughing all the way yeah. to the bank as an electrician, right? Um, I, I, I think that is very important to notice, right? Where, I mean, these GPS drivers actually, I, I believe the average compensation for some of these drivers already well over six figures, yeah. even before this latest kind of uh, collective bargain agreement, this like contract with UPS and the Teamsters. And, and so these folks have been doing quite well already, right? These are solidly middle-class, great yeah. jobs. Um, and, and I think that is kind of this like big surprise, I think, especially for uh, the folks on blind that, you know, we're kind of living in a bubble, the tech bubble and saying like, yeah. oh, you know, it, it's just widely assumed that, you know, tech, tech pays the most, uh, but there are other great jobs out there. Yeah. And it's hard, it's harmful because like if you degrade, you know, people in the trades and people don't go into it, well, like we need that. We need to build buildings, you know, we need, we need to build stuff and we need the people to do it. And you want people to get paid well to do it. So you'd have bridges that don't collapse and, and, and buildings that don't fall down. So they're mission critical. And like, why would, if you really about it, it doesn't make any logical sense if you step out of it. Like, why would a blue collar frontline person be less of a person or professional than someone who works in an office who is just on Excel and just typing on some, you know, work productivity thing all day long? I mean, that, I, I don't get it. It's just, we, we just decided, okay, one, we're going to give this halo effect that they're great the other is oh they're dirty <laughs> they're working with their hands Ugh. oh jack I, I i i hope you didn't read blind this week right because there were <laughs> software engineers that said exactly that right like <laughs> oh my gosh I, I i can't believe that these drivers are making so much mm -hmm. in terms of the impact that our roles our jobs have on the world Surely you you think that the technologist or the engineer is making a, a greater, more outsized impact. And I, I think it's really interesting 
because I I read through that contract to see what else was in there, right? Like, are, are these news reports exaggerating? Yeah. Is just this really great PR in terms coming from the union? Uh, but there are some things in there that appalled me, right? So, but what did you was, see? That? Yeah, there was one clause that said um, the new UPS trucks should yeah. have air conditioning. How, which, how dare which they means, have air conditioning? <laughs> which means that a lot of these trucks don't have air conditioning yeah. today, right? And so you're thinking about you have a truck of, you know, 100, 200 packages. Um, it's the summer right now, right. everywhere but the, you know, San Francisco. So it's 80, 90, 100 degrees. Um, you're out there in your truck. You know, there's no door, right? There's, you, there's yeah. no like respite. And you don't even have air conditioning. Yeah. And so I'm glad the union got those boys some air yeah. conditioning going forward. Right. But, Imagine you do that in like Phoenix oh God. Or, or New Mexico or or, or Texas. <laughs> or, or even LA, right? Like right, right oh, now yeah. in San right. Francisco, it's a balmy, I think, 58. Not bad. Right. That's pretty Which nice. is not bad. But yeah, Phoenix, 110 or something. Oh, God. And, and, and so... I just think a lot of these things where take a step back and say, well, actually that job is very difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going out there, you're sorting, you're, you're plotting out the logistics of like the best way to kind of hit your rounds. And you actually have to like carry the dang thing in. And I don't know about you, Jack, but sometimes I go a little hard on Amazon Mm -hmm. And I'm buying big, bulky, awkward things, right? So, like, I, I just bought a TV. Like, right. I was not carrying that up into my house. No way. Uh, but someone else did for me, right? And, and I'm grateful for that. And they should be rewarded accordingly. <laughs> but but I, I think what's really interesting is just kind of how the economy works today is so different than even how it worked one or two years ago. And certainly five, 10 years plus, right? And I, I think when we look at news like the UPS Teamsters Agreement, we're probably going to see other industries come to that same realization, right? I, I think a lot of the news headlines focus on AI and this new like technological progress mm -hmm. that are going to eliminate jobs. But I, I think this UPS Teamsters Agreement is a great example of I mean, for that last mile, you're probably not going to have like a robot or a computer that's going to be able to, you know, lift your TV up your stairs and place it in your living room, right? You still need that person. And so maybe it's actually these engineers that were getting a little too cocky on blind that should be worried because if anything, his job is probably going to get automated a lot faster than the UPS drivers. I, I'm, I'm a little worried about that, you know, so that in terms of, let's say, you know, the tech folks and white collar people in general, a lot of jobs are going to be taken over by AI. You know, there's a big report from Goldman Sachs a while back saying, like, I don't want to say the number is going to freak people out, but just the amount of jobs that could be taken away by AI, it's frightening. Um, on a separate note, it's interesting. Most of my family are uh, the vast majority of blue collar type workers. And so I'm, I, I've been so on the front line of hearing them, uh, you know, what, how they view themselves and how they view their like white collar, 
you know, managers. And yet there's such an animosity between the two. There's such hostility because whether, you know, first, but blue collar is so weird too, because you have blue collar, like one of my relatives, he owns a bus company, right? He's, he's considered a blue collar worker because like he'll be with all the guys in the fact in, in in you know the lot working on the buses and stuff like that but it's a major company it's a big business so you're blue collar but yet you're really a very successful a millionaire right. yeah exactly you're a, you're a, so that there's so many misconceptions about that too so they have a big business they're running but they they would consider themselves blue collar but they're pretty well off and they have a really great business. And there are lots of people like that. You know, like your plumber, I get, I bet your plumber is pulling in 200, 300,000 a year. And more, I, I bet right? you they wanted to even more if they really hustle or an electric, a union electrician, a union carpenter, a union welder. If, if you ever looked at those month, those numbers, they're all hitting over a hundred. Easy. <laughs> and they're in demand. So like, you don't have to worry about really being laid off. Or things like that, you know, and, and then because there's a shortage, so right. they're, they're in the they're in the driver's seat. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it goes back to really like the bubbles that we all live in, right? Yeah. Where I, I don't know that role, and um, you know, I I don't know how to fix my own sink, right? And and so they are able to charge a premium, and 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 good for them, right? For for being able to do so. Um, and, and I think, you know, on, on the inverse, right, they, they look and they think, oh, like all these white collar folks, my manager, they don't really add anything. They, they don't know how to like get um, the actual job done. And, and I think both groups are right. <laughs> it's like, you know, they all like, you know, I think it is everyone, you know, they add value, right? People are you know, doing things for the most part. They're productive. They're adding to the economy. You know, they just want to make a living for themselves and their family. But you just... There's, we still have this class system in place. You know, as much as we try to say, oh, we're all equal, we're all the same. Uh, you know, they, they, you know, it's like in England, how like depend on your accent, you know, where you're from, you could tell them the class you're at. You know, right. I don't want to say we have a caste system here, but you could feel like the tension between them where, oh, you do this, you know, you're a partner in law firm. Oh, so you're here, you know, you're, you know, you're a successful blue collar business person, but now you're here. But why would that be? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it goes back to that episode that we recorded yeah. recently, right? About this concept of prestige. Like, does it really exist? Does it really matter? Uh, in, in almost nearly all of the cases where you went to school, even the zip code that you live in, what job role companies that you've worked in on your resume? Um, they all do matter, right? In terms of like unlocking that next step or uh, really shaping how others view you. I mean, oftentimes when you meet a new person, uh, the first question or the second question that gets asked is, what do you do, yeah. right? And, and, and exactly. so it still seems to be something anchored in our culture where we, we instinctively think to those things and we define our worth. Sometimes it comes internally, right? Where we are the biggest propagators of the, the quote unquote prestige meme, right? Where we 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 care so deeply about it because we have a lot of our own identity locked into those kind of experiences, and and we want so desperately to to share them to kind of validate ourselves. That's so true. UPS, 
and how much they're making. And you know how it is. It's the headlines. You know, when you like you dug through it, it's not like 170 base for everybody, but you get the headlines and that's all people kind of, you know, digest the 170 number. They don't think about pension and benefits and all that. I think this is this. I think this is a start. I think the UPS is just the tip of the iceberg where we're going to see more and more people asking for raises, asking, you know, to join a union, asking their union to, let's say, let's get as much as possible. If not, we're going to, you know, we're going to strike. And, and I think a lot, you know, they're going to get it. What do you think? My theory is I think UPS has something up their sleeve Hmm. where I think, you know, that 170 headline number, Mm-hmm. is the total kind of all in at the end of the contract term, which is five years from mm-hmm. now. And so five years in terms of technology can be incredibly quick, right? And so what if they automate a lot of the the like driving and they only need these drivers for the last mile, right? To go from the fulfillment center in each of these like big areas to your actual house. Right. What if they can get rid of all of the, the freight and in between the heavy lifting? Um, and, and that's probably a lot of their operation costs today. And so, you know, there's all these different startups in the kind of freight logistics space that are working on, you know, autonomous vehicles for, 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 for trucks that could maybe save them quite a bit of cost, right? Where they're saying, yeah, I'll be 170, but I'll, I'll need fewer of you. Right. Or, oh, well, that 170K figure is actually hourly, right? Because a lot of these folks, they're working overtime, uh, they're hourly workers. And so maybe they're banking on actually, it, it's really up to 170K uh, because a lot of these folks, we're just going to have you work your regular 40, 45 hours a week. Um, and, and I don't actually need to pay you the overtime anymore. Or I'm just going to hire more of these folks, right? Um, to do that like last minute or not last minute, the last mile drive. Um, and, and so perhaps we're actually just seeing UPS get more efficient in terms of their logistics and operations, because I think people forget UPS is literally in the business of logistics and the supply mm-hmm. chain, right? And, and so if anyone is going to figure it out, it's it's definitely going to be UPS. My, my money is on them. You, my, my, you know, you just blew my <laughs> mind with it because I'm processing all of it because, okay, so, because I love a good conspiracy type theory, even though this is not a conspiracy <laughs> theory, but it does. I wonder now. I was like, I thought I was wondering if you were going to go this direction. Is that by 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 putting casting that net, you know, that that rod with like one seventy, and it and it's tough to get blue collar workers. So I was I was wondering if you were going to go that direction. That hey, by saying that, but not giving all the details of five years and this and that, just they hit one seventy right here, right now, right. So they're going to people be lining up. I bet you the amount of people applying for UPS jobs is probably through the roof now. Anyone who's yes. unemployed, anyone who's in between jobs, and anybody who's like driving for Uber or Lyft or whatever, and feel like, wait, maybe one seventy, man. So I, I wonder if that was a tactical move too to flex and say 170, but leave out all the fine, it's like the fine print. You leave out the right. fine print. So now you get everybody doing. But then I love what you say about the AI because yeah, because then all of a sudden you're going to probably have AI. So maybe the UPS driver won't even be driving. 
And all the UPS person would do is getting the box, going to the doorstep, coming back, and that's it. But I think it kind of makes sense, right? So like, you know, the Californians in the audience yeah. might, might, might understand this, yeah. but the drive from San Francisco to LA mm-hmm. is five and a half, six yeah. hours. Uh, and for a large portion of it, you're going through the middle of California. That's just very rural. Okay, it makes so sense. You're on the you're on the five. It's straight. Yeah, and it's the most boring drive ever. There's just like nothing to the left, nothing to the right, and so I could imagine like you're just gonna get a little bored, right? And now I, I think Cruise and Waymo they don't have the ability to to drive on highways or, or over like a certain you know thirty miles an hour or something right. like that. But I can imagine like, oh, I, I would want a truck to go down that straight 500 miles. That stretch, makes sense. Yeah. Right? Now that you say it that way. Yeah. That makes sense. And you're probably operating at night. Yeah. Right. And so it, it's safer. You, you're selling me on this. Wow. If that's not an argument for people, blue collar, white collar, whatever, to always be like vigilant, like what's next? Because it seems like no matter what blue collar, white collar, red collar, purple, pink, it's the world has changed fat and you just can't be complacent in a way. It's exciting, but in a way it's scary. Right. Yeah, no, I I think it's, it's exciting, right? Because I I think there are these jobs that we've never heard about Um, 20, 30 years ago when I was going to school, um, you know, I, I would never have thought that there was going to be a phone in my pocket that I could do, you know, all my finances in. Right. Um, and then 10, 20, 30 years later in the present day, um, software engineers that work in financial technology, FinTech, that's as, as common as, you know, being a school teacher, yeah. uh, 30 years ago, um, and these things that we just don't think about. Right. And so I, I think, in the next five, 10, whatever years, there's just gonna be these new roles. Like there's probably gonna be an engineer out there that is really excellent at giving props to these large language models like OpenAI. Um, and, and so I, I imagine in the near future, there'll probably be a prompt engineer that tells me like, hey, Rick, actually, uh, you can get better results if you say your budget up front and what you mm-hmm. like to do already. And so you can actually tell OpenAI XYZ instead. Um, and, and we'll just get better and more relevant, more personalized results and, and, and better results from, from AI or whatever technology is next. So I imagine that job will, will likely be new, just like we used to have switchboard operators and, and now we don't. Now we're almost kind of going back where We'll have some kind of operator for for this technology that they'll probably just refine our pitches or refine our statements. It's wild, dude. This is what I love talking to you. It's crazy. My mind is blown because it's racing with all these ideas. And but at the same time, I think for people who are watching it and will watch it when we repost it, kind of have to keep their eyes open to see where things are going because it's just it's really fast moving. And like to be really fair, like I would not have thought driver's car get adopted that quickly and it does seem that way so you can't just sleep on this stuff you have to really pay attention and i I think that's the kind of the beauty of technology right i I think that's the good reminder that i should share with my my blind community my my audience there is 
the beauty of technology isn't the high TC mm. or the prestige that comes with saying that, hey, I work on yeah. self-driving cars or I work at Google. It, it's about the progress, right? It's about the scale and the impact that you're being that you're being asked to do and, and make every single day. And I, I think, you know, we used to just dream about self-driving cars. You know, like my, my parents used to like tell me like, oh, Rick, you should really learn how to drive. There's not going to be a car that's going to drive itself. <laughs> now you can and, say, you don't know what you're I talking am. about, Martin. Yeah, <laughs> having, having the last laugh, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's like almost like a, do you remember in grade school, your like math teacher would say yeah. like, oh, it's really important for you yeah. to like learn these formulas. Right. You're not going to have something in your pocket that's going to be able to do it for you. <laughs> Wrong. 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 Right? <laughs> I'm guilty of that. How many times I've told you, not on the show, but be like, hey, I'll show you how to drive. You should learn, like, right? I was like your parents. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, you gotta exactly. know how to drive. Now it's like, I wouldn't say that now. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to drive. It's yeah, silly. Like, Jack, I'll, 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 I'll get you into one of these cruise cars. And, I'm going to do it. We'll, I'm going to go out to San Fran. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, how funny is this? How funny? We go from ups drivers to driverless cars this is amazing like wow we we give a we we really deliver to the audience right we this is awesome you know this conversation helps understand what the other side is like and vice versa so i think we then we've built we've brought people together no i i really think so right I, i think it's kind of similar to kind of looking at beyond the headlines right like um, like, but like read through like the, the PRBS that the, the flack is telling you and saying like, Hey, actually like, well, let's break it down. Like how hard is that job? And like, what is that 170 TC made up of, uh, when, when will it actually get paid out? And, and I think that is kind of eye opening, right? Where actually these UPS drivers were, were making quite a lot to begin with. And so it's, that's not the huge jump that, that you, you might yeah. have expected. Right, thanks. This is great, man. This is this is like uh, every time I speak to you, my mind gets blown with all the cool technology. So I'm giving a shout out to the people on Blind. It's amazing. I give you guys credit. It's 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 wild what you folks could do. And you know what? Because someone else is making money, it doesn't take anything away from you guys. It's all yeah. good. I mean, at the end of the day, we want don't we want everyone to succeed and everyone to make a nice living and you know have good things, whether you're white collar blue collar pink collar whatever it is so you do great things they do great things it's all good we're on the same team right we all are yeah <laughs> thanks so much everyone for thanks. listening that's it for the blind ambition if you enjoyed the show please leave us a five-star rating and a review and don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening